from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to talk money and politics. No, we're just going to talk politics. We've got Joe Concha, columnist at The Messenger and Fox News contributor and author of the book, Come On, Man, The Truth About Biden's No Good Horrible Presidency. And we've got Hall of Fame radio broadcaster Mark Simone, 710 WOR, every day, weekdays, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Say, Mark Simone, you're, you're a friend of E. Jean Carroll's, aren't you? Maybe you can explain this story to us. $83 million defamation suit. Uh, I believe the jury was the New York State Democratic Committee, but I could be wrong about that. Help us out, would you please, because you've known her for years. Well, I, 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 I don't want. I, I, I've met her many times. I don't really know her, uh, although I feel like I know her. Just a wacky, wacky woman. The <laughs> fact that this judgment was so insane, outrageous, over the top, it'll drive Trump up five points in the polls. Uh, is, they don't get this. This is backfiring on them. This is all coordinated. I'm sure. Um, I don't believe her story for a second. She couldn't tell you when. She couldn't even tell you what year it was. Hmm. And the reason for that is uh, it's known that Trump keeps meticulous records. So if she ever did give a date or a time, he could show his calendar and show he wasn't there. Uh, she posed for an article with the dress on. This is the dress that happened in. And then uh, it was from Donna Karen. Donna Karen's people came out and said, we didn't even make that dress until uh, recently. <laughs> and... Nobody's pointed this out. Every detail of her story is from a 2012 Law and Order episode. Oh. Now, I don't know if that's a coincidence, but that would be one hell of a coincidence. So I'm not buying this story. Hey, and I knew Trump during that period. He always traveled with bodyguards. I knew a lot of people who worked in Bergdorf Goodman. Nobody ever saw him in there in the women's store. And he points out if he wanted to be with a woman, Right across the street at the time, he owned the Plaza Hotel. He had about a thousand <laughs> rooms in there. He owned three major apartment buildings within a block of there. <laughs> he wouldn't have had to use the dressing room. And, and Bergdorf really well. Can you even picture that happening? No, I can't actually. I think no. it's an incredible thing. <clears throat> Joe Concha, did Simone worm out of that? You think and had that work for you? <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even really know her at all. Uh, I think he, he got out successfully, yes. Look, there's an interview, guys, that E. Jean Carroll did with Anderson Cooper a few years ago. And Cooper is talking about these allegations, and she said just the most bizarre stuff you could possibly hear in an interview, to the point that Cooper couldn't get to commercial fast enough. I'll, I'll read you the transcript, okay? The mm. word rape carries so many sexual connotations. Most people view rape as violent assault, Cooper responds. She says, I think most people think of rape as being sexy. They think of the fantasies. Cooper then says, we, we got to get to commercial. Uh, stay right there. And she says, you're a very interesting person to talk to. And to all of Mark's wow. points, there is zero evidence around this, just like it was with Kavanaugh when you're trying to prove something from 35 years ago, 30 years ago. It, it, it's something you can't prove. Uh, and, and the fact that she waited this long to come out with this and, and did that interview the way she did with Cooper, and then $83 million? Mark is exactly right. People shake their head. I got a text from a friend yesterday who doesn't talk politics with me ever. We only talk sports. And he was at the gym, and he said, this is a bunch of horse you-know-what. 
mm-hmm. goes, what, what is going on here? And then I had to explain it to him. And he goes, I don't even think he's a fan of Trump. He goes, I may just vote for Trump now at this point. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I have the text. That, that conversation really happened. Is it true, Joe, that the uh, jury was the Democratic um, State Committee? That's that's what's being reported. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is such a fixed fight, just like uh, the Alvin Bragg uh, trial that may come up yeah. will be a fixed fight. Fannie Willis thought she had a fixed fight. Now she might not be in the ring at this point. But people see all of this in aggregate. Right. And Jack Smith wants a speedy trial before the election. And it looks the way it does, because it is the politicization and the weaponization of the justice system to eliminate the guy who is the odds on favor to be president. You look at the real clear politics average. They have betting averages from all the sports books. And Trump is up 11 points on Biden right now in terms of being the favorite to be president again. So what does Colorado and Maine do? They take him off the ballot. There's 33 other states that want to take him off the ballot. Whatever they can do to beat him, besides on the issues, Democrats will try. Mark Simone, uh, Fannie Willis is going to have more indictments than Trump. Well, uh, that's an easier case. That's an open and shut case. The the Trump one, I still don't understand. Everything he's alleged to have said, done, same exact stuff done over and over and over again by Stacey Abrams in Georgia. I don't see anybody uh, going after her. Uh, Stacey. Stacey didn't have a boyfriend, though. Well, (laughs) I'm editing myself. I'm cutting out all the jokes here. Oh, uh, Sorry. I know. This is a family show. It's a family show. Uh, But uh, Fannie Willis got a lot of explaining to do. And the the most important thing on there is the boyfriend bills uh, everybody for visiting the White House twice for eight hours. They're not supposed to be meeting with the White House. Eight-hour meeting sounds like extremely detailed planning. So either they did that, which would be an incredible story, or... He's bilking the state with phony uh, billing. Uh, either way, somebody's in trouble here. Yeah, somebody's in trouble here. None of this stuff. There was an interview with one of Trump's campaign managers who said that none of the, <clears throat> none of these trials will be tried before the election. Everything will be postponed on appeal before the election. And the reason I was interested in that, because, of course, that is the obvious strategy by team trump um and this stuff should be appealed no should all be appeals to the supreme court if they can get there um i think that um nikki haley the only reason she's in the race staying in the race and this was a column i read this morning uh from the messenger joe conscious so i'll take it to you Doug, dougie shown you know doug very well uh, he's a terrific guy he's a democratic pollster but he's a first-rate pollster and he's a good man. I mean, his thought was that, that Nikki Haley is waiting around for some legal bombshell that would take Trump out. That's what her strategy is. Other than that, there's no reason for her to stay in the race. What you think? Well, she can stick around, I guess, and in the non-winner-take-all states, get a couple of delegates here and there. And then if Trump were forced to drop out, and again, I don't see how that could possibly happen, because to your Mm -hmm. point, none of these trials are happening before Election Day. But let's say that does happen for some reason. Then she is the only one who could say, see, I have delegates. I stuck around for a reason. Vote for me. But I think a lot of Trump supporters would not be happy about that at all. And you'd be looking at the the second term of Joe Biden under that incredible scenario, which I I don't think will happen. Joe Biden might not make it either, just physically, but I don't know that. Mark, uh, what do you think about that story, Doug Schoen's hypothesis? 
Uh, well, no, she has a good reason to stick around. She has uh, been collecting donor money like crazy, almost a million dollars a day in fundraisers. If she keeps at it, right up until South Carolina, she could raise $25 million. Mm-hmm. You can, you can keep, you then drop out and keep that money and spend it for years. You can't spend it on yourself. But as uh, a lot of politicians do, it can pay for an office, a secretary, a car, a driver, under the pretense that you're going to be running again sometime. But can you buy a dress? I think that's can, what can you, can you buy a dress in Bergdorf's? <laughs> Just don't huh? go in the dressing room. But <laughs> well, you, I mean, you know, you could. You need it for TV appearances, I suppose. Uh, maybe hair and makeup at Fox News. I don't know. I'm just saying she's going to raise $25 million? Really? Uh, she's got like 20, 30 fundraisers lined up. And uh, you, you know these things where some billionaire holds it. They can raise almost a million dollars in an event. She mm. raised $2 million this week alone. Yeah, Sean said I think her his number was $2.5 million or some such thing. Two, two six. Point, I'm looking at it, guys, yeah. Yeah, $2.6 million. Um, I don't know if she'll make it to South Carolina. I, I guess she will. You know, there was a story, it's worth a serious story. Kim Strassel, uh, who's a great editorialist and a dear friend. Uh, unfortunately, the, all my dear friends at the Wall Street Journal editorial page uh, have, you know, Trump haters, never Trumpers and so forth. But uh, both the editorial page and Kim Strassel this week wrote pieces that um, one trouble with Nikki Haley is she has no rationale for running that she effectively has said nothing on the key issues. And um, inferentially, uh, Donald Trump uh, has said a lot on all the key issues uh, as candidate, as president, and now as candidate again. He knows the issues very well. Nobody knows really why Nikki Haley's running on taxes, on the border, uh, foreign policy maybe. She's the bad hawkish on Ukraine, which is increasingly unpopular. But Joe Concha, I mean, it is an interesting uh, question. Why is Nikki Haley running? You're supposed to have, you know, a significant predicate when you launch a presidential campaign. I don't see one from her. Her premise and her whole theme seems to be those guys are old and I'm younger, therefore vote for me. Mm. Or Donald Trump brings chaos everywhere he goes. There's no chaos with me. What I know, don't hear about from her almost never is the U.S. southern border and what's happening there where you have 9.5 million people have come into this country since Joe Biden took office. That is more than 39 U.S. states and their total population. So think about mm. that for a moment. And, and obviously the national security implications of hundreds of terrorists coming over, according to the FBI, that are on the terror watch list. I would think she would be talking about the issues more, but she's more like a Liz Cheney, where she talks about Trump and how horrible Trump is. Uh, but I don't hear a lot about what will she do to make the lives of Americans better when it comes to inflation, energy, trade, the border, education, foreign policy. It seems to be more focused on personalities in terms of her and her attacks than what are you going to do to fix this country, Larry? Yeah, Mark. I, I, I think that's right. You know, um, Mark, she was on Fox and Friends, um, I guess it was Friday, maybe it was Thursday, and she said Trump has no plan to close the border, which is <laughs> remarkable, because he's basically, you know, uh, 2015, 2016, four years in office, and now a couple years out of office and running. That's probably his very strongest, most detailed issue uh, solution, and she says he has no plan to close the border. That's the kind of you know nitpicking and ankle biting that Joe Concha is talking about. 
Well, she's just basically recreating Chris Christie. She's doing his act, just outrageous oh, insults, hmm. just not throwing nonsense at him. And this is what the donors are buying. This is what they're paying her to do. They want this. And, uh, you know, one thing about these donors, we always talk about how they're always wrong about everything. Hmm. They've made billions with hedge funds. If you came to them with an investment, they would do due diligence for a month on this. You come to them with a candidate, as long as they look good and sound good at the dinner party, they can't get the checkbook out fast enough. Hmm. These donors aren't even aware that she hasn't got any positions. So they, <laughs> she's, she's got a terrible track record. She's lost everything, and they're still writing checks to her. Now, some of them, I think, are doing that to just be on the right side socially, that uh, I did everything I could to stop Trump. I backed Nikki Haley. So she's got that momentum going. Well, Kellyanne Conway said, I mean, over a year ago when the donors loved DeSantis, she said donors are always wrong. She said yeah. the problem with donors is they give money first and then talk to the candidate second. You're supposed to talk to the candidate first and then give money second if you like what you hear. And I think that's I think that's uh, exactly right. Um, it could be, though, Mark, that Jamie Dimon, and this is interesting, Jamie Dimon at Davos uh, basically said it's, it's all right to be for Trump. He said, remember, he said Trump was kind of right on the economy. He was kind of right on uh, on uh, the border. He was kind of right on the Abraham Accords and kind of right on Iran. <laughs> Basically, James <laughs> said he was right. OK, and the people in Davos imploded. I mean, they all fell on their swords. There was, you know, pictures of them shooting themselves and committing suicide. Uh, he may have turned that around for Trump. I mean, it's very interesting. Yeah, well, he's always been the smartest of the bunch. He's kind of a leader in many ways of that pack. So maybe he's being Paul Revere here and just uh, warning everybody. You, no, you better uh, get on board. One thing about these donors, when they figure out that they're wrong and uh, they're left out, they jump back on the bandwagon. Not sincerely, but they do it. Oh, that's right. Jamie also warned Wall Street, you know, do not underestimate. I mean, I don't know whether he's Democrat or Republican. I have no idea. Oh, I know. Go ahead, if you know. <laughs> he, uh, yes, uh, he said he, at Davos also, he says, I'm a Democrat, Democrat at heart, but I'm a Republican in the head. In yeah. other words, emotionally, yeah. I can I can understand their positions, but when I'm thinking pragmatically, I'm a Republican. And he also said, Larry, I wish the Democrats would think a little more carefully when they talk about MAGA. Uh, and he warned that it's going to have it's going to backfire when you speak down to these people. Mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton would know basket of deplorables, right? And now Joe Biden does the same thing. This is not the way you win elections when you try to demonize 74 million people. Yeah, no, that's right. He used to come visit me in the White House a lot. Uh, I appreciate that. I, I knew him around town in New York. Uh, we'd go to the same restaurants. Um, he puts his finger to the wind, but that's okay. He's, he is the best banker in the country. He runs the best bank in the country, probably the best bank in the world. So he does carry a good deal of weight. Um, we'll have to take a quick break here. We're having so much fun with all these trials and so forth. And Mark Simone's relationship with Eugene Carroll. Uh, we have Joe Concha, columnist at The Messenger, Fox News contributor, author of the book, Come On Man, The Truth About Biden's No Good Presidency, and uh, Hall of Fame radio broadcaster, my friend Mark Simone, uh, 710 WOR, every day, weekdays, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow on 77 WABC. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. Larry Kudlow, 
We're talking politics with Joe Concha, columnist at The Messenger and Fox News contributor and author of the book, Come On, Man, The Truth About Biden's No Good, Horrible Presidency, and Mark Simone, Hall of Fame radio host, 710WOR, weekdays, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Let's talk about the border. There's insane, no one knows exactly what deal was reached in the Senate. Uh, Jim Langford, James Langford of Oklahoma, and Chris Murphy of um, Connecticut, and there's somebody else, oh, um, from Arizona, what's her name, uh, uh, the so-called independent from Arizona, whatever her name is. Here's anyway, uh, yeah, that's right, thank you. So what we're hearing is, I mean, this is so crazy, uh, they, Biden, Biden will let in 5,000 illegals a day, and now there's something about between five and 8,000 uh, no one knows about that because at 8,000, he said he'd close the border. That's the deal. So we'll have 8,000 illegals a day. Uh, immediate work permits, guest worker permits, tax-funded lawyers, new parole powers, etc., etc. Does that sound like a good deal, Joe Concha? <laughs> Here, here's how it works, okay? Because we saw them do this with inflation. If we have 10,000 people coming over the border every day like we saw in December and then they cut it down to say 5,000 Joe Biden could then run campaign ads without the media fact checking this in any way shape or form saying see we reduced border crossings by half thanks to my leadership <laughs> now wait a minute 5,000 is still you know thousands more than it was under Trump and they did it with inflation yeah. when, when inflation went to nine point something percent and they bought it down to five they're like see we're bringing down inflation and saving the American people five hundred dollars a month no inflation was 1.3 percent when you took office nine isn't the number 1.3 is just like 10,000 isn't the number it's the number that Trump had in 2019 where by the way we had zero people on the FBI terror watch list that crossed over into this country during that year. That should be the concern. This is a bad deal, and this is why Trump wants it killed. Not to claim credit, because it doesn't do anything. Yeah, by the way, the just in December alone, with 302,000 illegals crossing in, uh, 19 were on the FBI terror watch list, and for the first quarter of the year, fiscal uh, year, uh, October November, December, 50 uh, illegals crossed yeah. over. They were on the FBI terror watch list. So Mark Simone, um, caught, Larry. of course, pardon? Those I don't know that caught. they were caught. The good terrorists don't get out. Oh, those are the ones right? that got. Yeah. Incidentally, they come in over the northern border, too. That's why it was the biggest issue in New Hampshire. So Mark Simone, <laughs> the New York Times is blaming Trump uh, for stopping this terrific deal. And the Biden White House is blaming the House for stopping this terrific deal. Is this a terrific deal, Mark Simone? Is this something that the country will applaud? 5,000? The whole deal is phony. You know, this is the problem with corrupt media. You know, Democrats can pull anything, say anything, claim anything, and the media will back it up. Most people don't know. It's basically a bill to fund Ukraine with something about the border thrown in there. And you see the uh, White mm -hmm. House saying, if only we got this money, we could hire more Border Patrol. That's a complete con job. You know, we love the Border Patrol, great men and women, but they're not being used to stop anything. The Biden administration has been using them to process people in. So they'd love another 5,000 agents to process even more people in. Things that actually work, like that razor wire fence that Texas put up, 
they're they're tearing down. And the court ordered them to stop, and they're still tearing it down. I mean, it's a complete fake thing here. It's like a civil war on the border of Texas. Anyway, gentlemen, we've run out of time. Thank you for helping out Joe Concha and Mark Simone. You're both fabulous. We'll talk next week. No, we'll talk... We'll talk on the TV show this coming week. All right, folks, we're going to take a break. And then John Carney of Breitbart is going to tell us about Biden's strong economy. He did get 3.3% GDP in the fourth quarter. We'll uh, go through all of this. Is the Fed going to cut interest rates? Is the stock market going to continue to rally? I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Please stick around. 